Welcome to this. I believe this is episode 38. Damn, it's a lot of numbers. <laughs> a lot of numbers to count. I had an interesting night last night. No need to get into what I did last night, but to say it was interesting. And now I'm here today preparing to interview a local MC, but sometimes I feel like the term local MC has a weird connotation to it. So this guy here is an artist who happens to be local. I'll put it to you that way, right? And I've known this guy, I want to say since 2010, when I saw your first performance was at the Kung Fu Necktie. Mm-hmm. You were on a bill with uh, Icon of Mike King, mm-hmm. Haslow, and Major, mm-hmm. which was like Distant Star, and getting the other guy's name, but I figured out. Almighty. Almighty. See, I was confusing him with someone else. Yeah, so it was Almighty. I'm like, and I, in my mind, I had that name there. I'm like, that's, that's not it. And, and there it goes. That's what it was. Yeah, that was back in, that was like June 7, 2010. And that was a pretty cool night, man. I still got the pictures from that night and all that. You on the stage, just hold the mic, just hands out. <laughs> you know, it was a freeze frame. <laughs> it was cool, man. Word up, so. I was a baby. How old are you now? I'm 30. You were like 20, whoa, whoa, 22 then? I was like then? 21, 22. 21, yeah. 22? Yes. Yeah, you were, man. <laughs> I don't think you didn't have you didn't have, have a beard that time either. Not really, nah. I had like a little scruff, but yeah. Yes, I know you, you were a youth. Yeah. A youth on stage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so here's the thing. Uh, I could go and begin like, hmm, sir, how you start with rap? Mm-hmm. But I want to go off of this because I'm a big fan of battle rap, right? Okay. You know, the URL or King of the Dot mm-hmm. or whatever, how many leagues there are now because there's a thousand leagues now in the game. But I remember distinctly that you were popping off on the BET Freestyle Friday. Mm-hmm. How many weeks did you get? It? Seven weeks straight? Nah, when I was on there, it was shortened to five weeks. Five weeks. So okay. I did five weeks. And then they retired me. How'd that feel, bro? Pretty crazy. I mean, to be honest, battle rap was never like priority. Mm-hmm. It was never like my dream. Mm-hmm. I just kind of fell into it. So when I did it, it felt great, but it didn't feel like it was like... All right, I did it. Mm-hmm. I'm done. That's Everything's, yeah, nah. I was like, all right, now it's time to get the music popping. And that's how I like discovered firsthand that when people are a fan of your battle rap, mm-hmm. can we curse? Yeah, I can curse. Okay. They don't give a fuck about <laughs> your music. Facts. <laughs> like, so no matter what the quality of the music is. But uh, I also don't think my artistry was where it needed to be at, at that time, to be honest with myself. But when I won that... Shit, man. It was because I grew up watching like when AJ and Free hosted mm-hmm. and Jin was killing everybody. Loaded Lux, Poster Boy. Mm-hmm. Like I used to watch that. And now that I'm like amongst those names, it is a cool feeling. It has battle rap has kind of created a box for me mm-hmm. that I've fought to get out of since. But I came up battling in high school. Like I was the only white kid that rapped other than this other dude, but he wasn't like a battle type rapper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kids would like walk up to my locker at like 7 a.m. and battle me. <laughs> so ridiculous. 7 a.m. in the morning, dude? Yeah, yeah. Well, that actually only happened once. But uh, I, there'd be times I'd be like leaving class or I, a lunch it would always pop off. Mm-hmm. And I just beat everybody. <laughs> That's how you got to so, do it, man. I, well, I, I didn't know what else. I kind of started battle rapping out of like self-defense. Like, cause I know I would come off the top and all these guys were doing like little written verses. Right. So people were impressed by that because I could just like talk about something that was around. Like I would talk to whatever we had for lunch that day. Like I would like talk shit about that. I would mention something that was around because people love that shit. And that's what got me the advantage. Yeah, man. The the music was always like my goal was just to make like great records. And I think that you transitioned. Well, for me, though I knew that you did battle rap, mm-hmm. I never viewed you as like, a battle rapper turned regular rapper, you know? Like, Thank you. Because there's times in, because again, I remember you battled, what, John John and Don, mm-hmm. I think? And to see, it's funny how, like, you transition from that into music, so I see you doing music. And with him, like, no matter how he may try to go to a different lane of, of doing music, it's always going to be battle rap first. Yeah, he's in it heavy. Like, yeah. he's got, like, a real battle resume. John John's, but for the record, mm-hmm. John John's dope. I don't like talk shit about people I beat in battles. Like in a different format, mm-hmm. different audience, he might have got me. Like I do think he's dope and I respect him too. 
He was the only dude that like openly admitted he lost Word. out of all the people I beat. Yeah, he was a real good sport. He he admitted he lost. I ran into him in the subway when I left, and he was there, he was down there too, and he like was laughing about it. I I got no problem with John John man. He's I wish him the best in his career. Yeah, cause uh, he has a bullpen battle league down in Atlanta. He's doing his. Oh, thing. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's what's up. He has his own league. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. That's dope. So yeah, here's the thing about you. I feel like because I had to sit sit down long and hard uh, to figure out what it was I, I wanted to talk to you about. <laughs> okay. And I say that because look, there's so many different ways that we approach rappers mm-hmm. in the media. Most of it is surface value shit. Whether it be okay, they got albums out. But what's what's their look about? People focus on a rapper's style rather than a rapper's content. Focus on rapper's personal Nowadays life. more than content. ever. Right. Social media is a If you're beast. not wearing the right brands, doesn't matter how nice you are. Right. <laughs> Certain kids will never like you just because you're not wearing Supreme. Right. <laughs> so look what you have. So for you, what I think is most important and what I think is what this podcast episode is going to be about is going to be, I guess, your journey. But a journey as an indie rapper. Because mm-hmm. we always talk about, like, yeah, man, the rap shit, get the money, get the jewels. And that's what it's all about. That's why so many people want to get into it nowadays, and people continually try to throw their hat into the rap game because they're like, okay, cool. This is a way for me to get funds. Now, knowing that there's an actual struggle that comes into that. Yeah. Everybody doesn't blow. Like Most people peers. don't blow. They don't. <laughs> so so I, when I see you, like, you were setting up, like, you had a showcase. Uh, was, that, was that last fall? Yeah. Uh, the end of the summer, John. In the summer, John. Yeah. Right, and that was dear summer. Dear summer, and that was up on um, Temple Campus. Pub Web. Thanks for coming out to that. No doubt. But I, you know, I've, I've seen you perform, and I've seen you like release, you know, your music weekly on like via the SoundCloud. That series yep. you had. I did that for last year. Last yeah. year. So that's the thing. So what is it about the independent grind that shaped you from being like a kid with his notebook trying to get these rhymes off to being where you are now? Hmm. Necessity. Necessity. This is all I want to do. Like, I mean, I want to do other things. Mm-hmm. Like, especially lately, I've been exploring other creative outlets. Uh, I've been writing more, acting more. Uh, started doing stand-up comedy. Nice. Yeah, yeah, man. That's the hardest thing I've ever done. But it went well. I've done mm-hmm. it twice. Music was always like, I'm obsessed with it. Like, since I was a kid, when I was in like fifth grade, I just wanted to learn about, I would constantly ask my parents questions about music. I wanted to make it and I figured out I couldn't sing. I tried to play instruments. I tried to play the drums and the trumpet. And I was like, I, I'm too ADD for this. Like I couldn't focus on it. Mm-hmm. I tried to play guitar. I was all right, but I was like, this isn't. And then uh, when I was in like middle school, high school is when I was like, I'm going to rap. And I never really looked back since. I just have this compulsion to write and create records and then and what I love most is performing and it's just it gives me a high to the point where it's like even if I don't really blow I don't really get money off this I'm probably still gonna do it honestly but that's the point of it all I mean I know but that's seen as like corny today I feel like like what's cool now is being too cool for everything you know what I mean so weird yeah I mean you see it though you're in touch you know all that like you're in touch with the culture you see how it is like everything is more so, like you said, an image, a look, a brand, mm-hmm. your style, which is important. I, I like dressing well. You know what I mean? I think style is important, especially in hip hop. It's always been important since like Run DMC was out. Like they were fresh. Big Daddy Kane was fresh. Rock Kim was fresh. Being fresh is important, but I don't think uh, it's everything. You know what I mean? Right. Kendrick Lamar's out here wearing like some of the like most bummy outfits I've ever seen, but Flex. he's still one of the most incredible rappers of all time, in my opinion. I love that dude. And he gets his respect. Yeah, because he's amazing. He's, he's undeniably good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And he just seems like a real thorough dude. Like, he, there's never any, like, fuck shit with him. Like, I feel like there's never any, like, controversies of him doing anything mm-hmm. shitty. You know what I mean? Right. I look at J. Cole. J. Cole's another one. Yeah. He just turned Perfect. his entire style. He used to be like, you know, this short haircut. I remember. The bomber yeah. jackets. He's be, you know, one of those guys. But now he got to a point where, you know, like the craft and the music is what's there, more important than the actual look. Yeah. He lets you know that. Like, listen, the look that I have right now, don't take, let this be the focal point of what I'm doing. Yeah. And, like, I think something that's been difficult for me, <laughs> this is so uh, ridiculous to say out loud but I feel like hip-hop is the only arena 
where uh, a white dude can feel like an outsider. But I can't, I can't come, I'm never going to be the guy that complains about being white because I'm fully aware of my privilege and all that. So I'm never going to sit here and be like, well, be white's hard when you want to rap. Like it's not, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying I'm immediately put in a box when nine out of 10 people see me before they even hear me rap. If you go, this guy's a rapper. They're like already comparing me to white rappers. They're already like g Easy. Eminem, of course, mm-hmm. Mac Miller, Machine Gun Kelly, it's always the same, <laughs> the same. And it's like, I'm not even knocking any of those artists. I th- I'm actually a big fan of some of those guys, but I'm my own artist. But I feel like because white people are still a minority in hip hop mm-hmm. alone, we still get pegged with that. But honestly, I kind of like enjoy it because I like having a challenge. I don't want it to be easy. That it's not doesn't feel as good when you get it if it's easy, right? You know what I mean. But yeah, I constantly get compared to like insert white rapper. Because <laughs> I feel like that's the question I want to ask. Because like part of you being an independent artist, you're also an independent rapper who all, who happens to be white, right? And for me, when I listen to rappers, I don't really go okay. That's the white rapper because that's just not how I listen to it. If I hear an artist's music is dope itself that's what I'm focused on. But again, there is that baggage because people are, this is a visual game. Our mindsets are not common. You have to understand that. Your way of of looking at music objectively like that Mm -hmm. is beautiful, but most people don't think that way. Right. The average consumer is not going, I don't don't care what color he is, what's the music sound like? They care what color he is. They care what he looks like. They care about all this shit that's not the music. Right. And I understand from a marketing standpoint, that's important. I just wish more people thought like you. <laughs> so how do you deal with, with all that? I mean, because again, it's, of course, you're, you're out here, you know, you're performing, you're, you're putting your work out there. Has that ever created a barrier for you? What? Like a wall. I'm like people saying, oh, he's a white rapper. Like, does that keep you from doing certain things? Or um, You know what? I, I feel like I think I used to think it did. Until I realized, kind of recently, honestly, that if you are unapologetically yourself, people, at least one group of people are going to fuck with it. So at a time, I would be like, man, I've seen some shit in my life. Like, I'm a very, like, cordial, nice, unassuming white man. (laughs) But I've been in trap houses. I've been around guns, drugs, and all that. And uh, I'm not saying I was a D-boy or anything like that, but I have friends that have lived that life. I've been around it and I've been, there's a lot of things I've seen in my life. You know, I've been stabbed. I've uh, had a gun pulled on me. But these are all things I wouldn't talk about in my music for a while because I was like, man, no, I look goofy talking about that. I ain't got no tats. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I don't act tough. So I'll, I'll sound stupid talking about that. And what really started changing my perception was Kendrick, honestly. Even though Kendrick is obviously not a white man. But he also never played the tough guy role. He in Good Kid Mad City especially. You heard him talking about his environment in a way that didn't really glorify it. He was just reporting, you know what I mean? So lately I've started more just being unapologetically who I am. Like there was a time I wouldn't wear certain things. I wouldn't do I wouldn't, you know, sometimes I would put on like a especially when I would have day jobs and stuff, I would say I would like have the like, "Hey, what's up, man?" type of, and that's not how I talk. You know what I mean? But I felt like that's because of how I looked, that's how I had to act. So I think I put my own barrier there. And then as time passed, I realized when you're, especially when you're an artist, people just want you to be yourself. And if they like it, ride with those people that like it. And the people that don't, do not matter. Like I don't do this for like clout kids, kids that are on Instagram all day, wearing, like paying, you know, thousand dollars for some like garbage Ralph Simmons sneakers them Johns are trash like I just don't I don't I'm never bought into the like the Balenciaga Johns that look like Lego blocks all that shit is trash (laughs) give me some fresh Nikes bro like I just some of that high-end shit is fly too I'm not saying it's all trash but I just feel like kids just they'd wear a MAGA hat if it had a Supreme logo you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, because I think about what, you, what you're saying right now. And for you being in this era, because I can still, age-wise, I consider you young, younger. You know what I'm saying? So you're in this era now of, like you mentioned, like these clout chasing, clout rappers. 
First of all, I don't know where I was, if I was under a rock, if I was hiding under somewhere, but I do not know when the whole clout thing came into the mix. We're talking about regular, that shit is dope, that shit is cool. Next thing I know, oh, these people are clout chasing now, I don't know about the clout. I'm like, what in the fuck, what? Right, but I understand what it is, mm-hmm. you know, but I guess coming up my time period, we had different words for it. Mm-hmm. All the same thing. Yeah. But we talking about clout rappers and just such a fear of the mumble rappers, quote unquote mumble rappers. I hate that term though. I hate that term. Me too. I don't, because I never. I like how you did the air, he did the air quotes. No, yeah, you guys can't see this. Yeah. So he wasn't saying it yeah. like, like he meant it. Right. It's like, it's a mumble rapper. As now, soon as I hear a dude say mumble rapper, I'm like, oh, you're definitely over 35. <laughs> yeah. Man, it's just like, it's just, as an artist, you know, does that, I can put this in the right way, right, in the right words. Does it make a difference? Like we talk about you doing your thing out here, right? And people say, oh man, mumble rappers are killing rap, killing hip hop. But it's like, no, it's, it's just, I don't think that it, that that shit has any bearing with anything. Facts. So how do you feel about that? I'm with you, bro. I feel like, uh, I first of all, I really hate the term mumble rap, especially because it's often applied to dudes that don't even really mumble. Right. I can understand, no problem. I like a lot of the new music. Just because I'm not mimicking it in a lot of my stuff uh, doesn't mean I don't dig a lot of it. Like, I'm actually a big Future fan. I'm a big, uh, I think Uzi's dope. I love Migos. Mm-hmm. I think they're amazing, actually. I think Offset's one of the hottest out right now. That dude is, if you really listen to him, he's, he says some shit. And his flow is insane, yo, for real. Thug. I like all these weird quote-unquote weird dudes and like mump people will call them mumble rappers you know they're all like wayne's kids you know yeah. and i love wayne the new album have you heard it yes it's dope True, man uproar is my favorite song uproar is fire i was listening on the way over here i can't stop playing that song that's with, with the uh, special delivery yeah, yeah. it's just because you know i'm from that era when that song came out so yeah it's just like you were probably wilding out when you heard uh, that <laughs> you got a connection i threw my shoulder out the fucking window man. <laughs> like, shit, I'm shaking the shit yo Bow. with swiss on it it's so hard yeah it was just a, a wild track man but i like, just i uh yeah, we're gonna start just talking about the Carter Five for two hours. So let's let's, <laughs> let's curve that tangent. Let's <laughs> for a little bit because yeah. I could talk about that forever. That yeah, album's dope. Me too. I love uh, it, man. But uh, mumble rappers, I don't think they're killing anything. I think they're just doing their thing. There's always been dumb shit, like, and I'm not even saying dumb shit because a lot of it isn't even dumb. I'm saying there's always been stuff people view as dumb, like Biz Marquee had a whole song about pig and boogers, bro. Yes, he did. I know. Fucking, uh, uh, you know, the fat boys. Yep. That wasn't dumb. Come on. You know what I mean? Like, there's always been, and it's like, they had their lane, they did their thing, mm-hmm. and it's like, I, but I've never seen this amount of anger towards it as there is in this generation. There's like a divide. My favorite artists that are out right now are the guys who don't play into that. Mm-hmm. You know, the Kendricks, the Drakes, the Coles. Cole kind of does play into it a little, but I like how he does it. Like... He, you heard that record he did where he's like talking a little pump? Yeah. I like that shit. Me too. That, on your theory, I, I should think that record's corny, I feel like. But it's not. He doesn't come off like a cornball. He comes off like he gets it because he was there. He was a young cat coming up fucking, you know, money bitches all the time. Right. So he, was, he knows what that's like. So I appreciated his point of view. But other than that, I see a lot of old dudes who I'm not going to name right now. But like dudes that are considered legends that just talk shit about new rappers and it's like pointless to All me. All the time. I don't want to listen to music that just talks shit about other types of music. Why would I? I want to listen to you, you know what I mean, as the artist. I want to listen to your story or, or your vibe, what you do. I don't want to listen to some old head talk about how in my day, I don't want to listen to that. Bring hip hop back. Yeah, get out of here. So that was a problem I had. I want to say mid 2000s and up. It was that, like, yo, I came up, 80s baby, her rap, you know, late 80s, all 90s and 2000s. I was cool with all that shit. But then it was an era when you had these older rappers who came out the box, like, yo, yeah, I'm making a comeback. Yeah, bring hip-hop back. Or, dear hip-hop, literally hip-hop. Hip-hop, where art thou? <laughs> hip-hop, can you hear me now? It's just like <laughs> this, all this shit is going out and about, and it's like, the problem is, it's not the new guys that are out with their records, doing their thing. The problem is some of you older rappers didn't progress. 
Mm-hmm. You got didn't stayed evolve. In, didn't evolve. You stayed in the same box you were in from when you got into the game, and you thought that that's all that mattered. It was like, oh yeah, that's really, that ain't hip hop. They were in their colored hair and their outfits. I'm like, Kwame had Kwame got the blonde hair and he had wow. polka dots. You know what I'm wow. saying? Wow, yeah. But he had that. <laughs> Tribe Called Quest, Native Tongues, everybody had different styles. Dayla was real wacky, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, apparently, but it's, it, they had bars, but their parents- Oh yeah, was, fire. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So this is the thing, it's like, what are you really, really, really mad about? Because I guarantee you, if you were out here, you were still popping, making your money, you wouldn't have a problem. Because I look at Jay-Z, like Jay-Z is from, though he's known for his mid-90s rise, he was out there with Big Daddy Kane in the late 80s, early yeah. 90s, right? Yep. So we have all that there, but I never heard him once say like, yo, these young guys is whack. These guys nope. are whack. These guys are whack. That's why he's where he's at. Right. He had the one song, Death of Auto-Tune. Yeah, yeah, Jeff I remember was, that. But it, that was still dope because the beat was fire. <laughs> so hard. It was hard as hell, but like it wasn't anything you could front on. It wasn't like, yeah. I remember MC Shan made a comeback record. Oh, I didn't know that. You don't want to know about it. Okay. I, I sat down. I, I watched him in the video. He got to be like 50. Yeah. But he just looked like he looked really crazy in the, in, the, in the video, and I'm like, yo, what the hell's going on? Like, like, yeah, that's not hip hop. This is real hip hop. Okay, park. you know okay. what I'm saying? We got real hip hop over here. What y'all doing? It's he just needs like, to relax. Right. <laughs> no one, just go like retire, get a hobby. But these cats is all all they know. Like, this is real hip hop. You know what I'm saying? I'm out here still. But it's, it's not real hip hop. It's just their hip hop. Right. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not. Every all hip hop is real. It exists. Mm-hmm. It's real. It's an actual song you're listening to. It's real. Exactly. So I hate that term. Real hip hop. Real hip hop all the time. Real hip hop started out as like electro. Like it came out of electro and disco and breaks and mm-hmm. shit like that. And it was just a DJ spinning breaks with a with a guy on the mic going a one and a two and a here we go and I got th-. that. That's how that's how rap. It wasn't deep. It wasn't like Right. You know, oh man, my poetic metaphors are like it wasn't that. So and then it, that grew and it was beautiful. Like right. when, when people started really, really rapping in the late 80s, early 90s. But that doesn't mean everyone has to do that. See, that's the, that's the thing that I wanted to discuss is like it's not being afraid of change or it's just jealousy, do you think? Oh, 100%. Because they're not relevant no more. Yeah. Hip hop's a young man's game for sure. That's mm-hmm. why I'm on some like, yo, something got to pop soon. But uh, it's a young man's game. Like 2 chains, guys like 2 chains don't come around that often. Right. You know, he really, he was titty boy forever, but he didn't really start popping until he was like 35. But that's rare. But if you're going to pop at an older age, you have mm-hmm. to be cool with the new kids doing their thing. Yeah. And you and have to be. Them. Yeah, you have to embrace them. Exactly. Because E-40 will have like new guys on his albums yeah. and it just sounds organic. Yeah. Versus... Okay, here we go. Hot take. Like Kanye with these new guys now. Like, Uh-oh. Because you got Kanye. Damn, that's a flaming hot take. Dude, because the song he that's got That's a scorching pump. take. And I love the song. That's a you know, lava take. It is. I don't know if I agree with you. I'm going to tell you, man. This is, this is what I mean. So, like, I like, listen, I, I respect music, right? Yeah, of course. I like I like music. Like, Kanye had a song with a little pump. Yeah, I like that song. Me too. I love that song, <laughs> Def. It's really good. So all of a sudden, you see Kanye pop up with songs with Little Pump. Yeah. Next, he has a song with Six Nine. Yeah, I saw that. I didn't hear it yet. Me either. So okay. He, so he has these joints. So it's almost as if I don't know if he's doing it because he actually appreciates the new stuff, uh-huh. or if it's like to keep himself relevant. You don't know his motive, right? Because as as we wind to about twenty, almost like twenty twelve. Yeah, twenty twelve. When he and the Good Music family did the uh, remix for Chief Keeps, I Don't Like. Mm-hmm. So it was like, did you really like co-sign and rock with him? Or was it because, ah, this is hot. This will keep me relevant. Yeah. So I mean, that's the thing I, I worry about at times when it comes to comes down to like the old and the new. Like, is there a real genuine appreciation? Or are you just trying to keep yourself hot out here mm-hmm. by any means? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we see that. Mm-hmm. Now... I know you said it may be a lava take, a hot take, you know, St. Elmo's Inferno take, right? <laughs> you know. Uh, I was trying to think of more, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll go with that. Flaming Hot Cheetos take. Yeah. You know. That is a hot take. A but, hot I, take. I mean, you might be right. I don't know what's going on in his head. Yeah. I'm still a fan, though. 
I still like I thought Ye was a dope album. No, he has one coming out this weekend. I know. Well, we'll see. It's still yeah. not out. Yeah, you're right. Supposed to play on the 29th. They were supposed to drop last night yep. during his uh, SNL performance. That, nope, didn't happen. It didn't. Nah, yeah. I just checked for it this morning. Me too. First thing when I got up. I was like, so where's that? He probably, he probably in the freaking studio trying to mix that shit down. Guarantee it. Last minute shit, bro. I don't, I don't even know, man. Maybe, maybe there's not even an album. Maybe he's been, this is all troll. Like that Poopity Scoop song he put out? <laughs> Yo. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. That's enough about Kanye. Scoopity Scoop. But, <laughs> but just like this is the example of the old and the new, the, how it comes together. If it's organic or not. Right. Well, I think Kanye is a guy whose path is a lot different than someone like Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you think of 444? Okay, now, let's keep it honest. 444 as an album, I dug it. I respected the maturity of it. Me too. But I think the album may have been too mature for certain audiences. Yeah, it was. But I think Jay didn't give a fuck. Right. That's what made me like it more. It was him being who he is. Like, dude, I'm in my late 40s. Yep. I'm married. I got kids now. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be talking about rapping bricks on this album. This is not. I'm not weighing up anything on this album. I'm going yeah. to fucking talk about my life. And I think he did it with class. And he still was like, it was hard. I thought there, there was some shit. That BAM record is, I think that record's hard <laughs> as nails. Damian Marley on the future. Yeah. Yeah. That shit's fire. And uh, that, whole, that whole album is dope. But I don't know if I, Kanye will ever make an album like that. Kanye will make great albums too, just in a different way. Like he's more of child. He still has that inner child. I don't know if Jay-Z ever even had an inner child. You know what I mean? Like he's always just been a mature, like even when he was wilding out and partying, he was never really wilding out. He was always in control. Jay always seemed cool, calm, collected. Mm -hmm. I don't think we could call Kanye that. No. (laughs) Not ever. Yeah. There was never any chill present. So even though... Those are two of my favorite artists of all time, Jay and Kanye. And it's crazy that they, like Jay essentially put Kanye on, I guess, in a lot of ways you could say. They did a whole album together and that they work so well together because they are so different. And I've always, I feel like me personally, I've always identified with both of them. Like there's times where I, I play a real cool, calm, measured take on something that's influenced by Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. And then there's times where I get more experimental and I'll, I'll lately I've been, uh, I've actually been, I haven't put a lot of these records out yet, but I've been singing more with Autotune's help. I've been wanting to do that since 808's dropped and I was always just scared to because, you know, that's not real hip hop. I was really, when you met me, when you met me in like way back, mm-hmm. whenever, whenever that was, like eight years ago, I wasn't on my like real hip hop all the time thing, but I was not like I am now. I wasn't as open minded. And I was hanging with a lot of dudes that were on some like real backpacker, like back in the day shit. And I wanted to impress these older artists who I thought were so hot. I was like, yo, I want them to dig what I'm doing. So I would like cater to that a little bit. And I don't think that was really who I was as an artist. I think I was good at it. I always, I'm always gonna, I think I was nice since I started rapping. I just, I needed to, I think lyrically I was always nice, but I think I needed to figure out other things like delivery, uh, songwriting, how to connect to people outside of just talking about how nice you are. You know what I mean? Because I like watching ciphers. I like watching, I like listening to lyrical rap if I'm in the mood, but that's a small pocket of people. Like, I don't really care to listen to MC whatever. I don't know. I don't. I can't even think of like a fake name, but like MC such and such, such and such rap for like f- seventy-five bars. Unless he's Black Thought, I'll listen to that. But <laughs> he's the greatest. But just rap forever about rap. I don't want to listen to that. Me either. You know what I mean? To be honest, I'm not trying. The guy's a legend. Eminem's not aging well, yo. He's a legend. He can rap. He can still rap his ass off. I'm not gonna act like I rap better than him. I don't. Not many human beings do. But, yo, I, don't, I didn't care for the new album. I don't want to just hear you rap, 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 rap for like an hour. I don't. Like, write songs. That's why I, I really fuck with Jay because he can really rap. His, his lyrics look great on paper too, but he can make songs and projects that are cohesive and can relate to a lot of people. He can talk about, you know what I mean? Eminem used to do that. I don't know. Now he just raps. 
and then rap some more. Mm. You know what I mean? I'm not, and I'm not denying his talent. I just, uh, I never want to be that guy. You know what I mean? So how do you connect to people? Like within your music that you've put together, that you've written, how do you go about attempting to make your message universal? Huh. This is going to sound kind of crazy. Just uh, go for it, man. I don't really care about my message being universal. Okay. I, I'm at a point now where, I mean, I don't really have a, I'm not a conscious rapper at all. Mm. Like, I've never been like a save the world type dude. I've always been pretty like cynical. Mm-hmm. Also, I, I still talk about how like cool I am on a lot of songs because I grew up, my old heads were showing me like Kane and Rakim and that's all they talked about. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, and really helped with my hip hop, like fucking saved my life. Like uh, it gave me self-confidence I used to not have. When people started telling me I was nice, mm-hmm. I got so gassed and I'm glad I did because I needed that. Mm-hmm. I would have probably never gone on that show. I would have n- never done any of that. So I still talk about a lot of that in my music. I like having fun with it. I, and people, I figure like if my song, my song, whatever song it is, needs to either connect to people so they can like feel it, they can relate to the what's going on in it, or entertain them. You know what I mean? If it's more of like a banger, fun joint, or, you know what I mean? Like then, if they're not entertained or they don't feel something, then I failed. That's how I feel. So that's how I approach each song, one or two ways. I don't really care about being a universal star. Like as I get older, I realize I like fame, I like attention, all that is true. I don't need to be, I don't, I don't need to be like paparazzi level. Mm. I'm kind of good on that. Like imagine that you walk out the crib and it's just these people mobbed with cameras asking you questions about your personal life. I always sympathize with celebrities that freak out at paparazzi and shit. Like when Kanye was bugging at the paparazzi, I didn't think he was wrong. I was, I didn't think he was drawing at all. I was like, man, I feel that like that probably sucks. Right. You got some random dude who's never met you in his life being like, so, uh, you know, are you and Kim getting divorced? Like, I will punch you in the face, dude. Like, what? Right. And what if some random dude walked up to you and said something real personal to you that you never met? Would just like, hey, Mike, real personal question in front of all these people. What? You're going to be like, yo, get the fuck away from me. Right. So I don't ever want that level of fame. So, I mean, honestly, if it happens, I'll deal with it. But I don't really want that. I, I like having a, f- a fan base that fucks with me and can relate to what I'm talking about or is entertained by what I'm talking about and wants to come see me live and I make enough money off tours and some merch and be good. You know what I mean? That's kind of where I'm at with it, like realistically. Uh, So that's not really, I'm not against my message being universal. I'm not like, oh no, please no. If it happens, dope. But I'm not, I don't write like, yeah, this is going to be the hit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if I make some, I make some poppy, like catchy pop type joints because I like that shit sometimes. Right. You know what I mean? I like doing that shit sometimes. Like I had a song every weekend last year. It's like the most pop joint I ever did. I think we did it at that show you were at. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aaron Thomas was on the hook. Yeah. It was. Yeah. And that's like the most pop record. And then we, me and him did another record on, uh, on my, my album that came out earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was another like super pop record. But that's what I feel sometimes. Sometimes I want to make some hard shit. Sometimes I want to make some like introspective shit. And I feel like a lot of like A&R, fake A&R type dudes in Philly, I won't name them, but I think you know the type of people I'm talking about. Yes. Yeah. The people that are just like, uh, you're not sure exactly what they do, but they always seem to pretend they know what they're talking about. Yep. These type dudes would always tell me shit like, you need to pick a lane. You know what I mean? Your sound's too diverse. Like... You need to pick like, all right, are you going to be, you should probably be like the pretty boy white dude. And I'm like, that's g easy already. You know what I'm saying? Or you need to be like goofy and funny. And I'm like, oh, like Macklemore. Like, I'd rather just be me. I'd rather be the guy that can, that touches on all of that. I can be funny and goofy and shit and uh, not take myself too seriously. But I also can be very serious because that's, as a person, that's how I am. I react to the situation. Um, so I don't see a problem with that. I think all them dudes were had their head up their ass, honestly. Fake ass tastemakers. Fake ass tastemakers. Yeah, these Formed like ass influencers. Yeah, like they like without your approval, I won't get on. Uh, nah, nah. 
That's why, because look, people know the scene around here. It's like, you got so many people who talk about everything, like they know everything, but the motherfuckers ain't never left the city. Facts. Or, or like, Facts. Or they're not doing anything. Factoid. On a bigger level. It's, it's just, that's also like a, a problem with any kind of a scene because there's always going to be yeah. somebody. It ain't who, just Philly. Yeah. Who just like, who never made it. But they feel like they got enough like power, you know. They they think they control things, and in reality, they don't. I low key think I almost fell into being like that. I think after 106, I got pretty gassed. I started getting really good show money, um, and I started like making some real decent money off rap. And I definitely got a big head at that time. And they say regretting things is pointless and shit. But if I could go back, I'd probably humble myself a little bit. So what humbles you after that? Uh, life. <laughs> life being like, you ain't special. You know what I mean? Like, let me take a shit on you real quick. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that, I needed that. Right. By like 20, like 15 probably was when I woke up, I'd say. Okay. And was like, yo, I did some cool shit, but I got to do a lot more still. Can't. I was talking to people like I knew more than I did. I never wanted to come off like I didn't know stuff. Like I always wanted to be like, yeah. Oh, I know. And in my head, I'm like taking notes. I'd rather openly be like, yo, tell me more about that. Oh, what do you think I should do? What's your opinion? Now I'm like more open to that. It doesn't mean I listen to everybody, but I always, I'll listen to everyone, but then what I choose to do or what they tell me is up to me. But I don't think there's any shame in admitting you don't know everything. I watch these tastemakers, air quotes, uh, and here, but I've seen it in New York. I've seen it a lot in L.A. These these men and women who have this weird clout. I don't know how they got it. And everyone just seems to really care about their opinion. But when I really have conversations with most of these people, it, they're like robots. I don't even feel like they're real people. I feel like they just start like they spout out like stuff they read in different music industry books. You know, record industry for dummies, and they'll just tell you things like, well, you need to pick a lane so that your marketing plan can be more t- focused on a target demographic. It's like, yeah, that's like the lazy way to go about it. Okay, I'm this type. But look at the guys who are really popping. Does Drake have one lane? Hell no. He's got like seven. Well, I should say six. Cause, you know, the six guys. Yeah, that was six. nice. That was slick. That yeah, was good, man. Yeah, bars. <laughs> bars. But, uh, yeah, like Drake, Kendrick don't have one lane. Kendrick's not like super conscious dude He does different types of shit So it's like why should I stick to one thing Man I really went on tangent there If my message gets re- reaches more people Great that's what I want But I don't need to be international superstar I don't think I ever will be Because of my music is too I don't make a neatly marketed product And I'm proud of that So I'm okay with not being like The top dog popularity wise Honestly I think that might give me like a break mental breakdown if i got to that level really like yeah if i woke up tomorrow and i'm drake and i have or kanye or whoever Mm -hmm. and i have all that pressure on me every move i make i don't know so you gotta know yourself like i don't like i don't know i'd probably handle it in the end i'd probably be okay but it's a lot of pressure though yeah you think about it you go from like being on an indie level to being like damn near god tier level with, with the music shit yeah you're super influential. Everyone's watching everything you do. They're dissecting every bar you write. It takes the f- the fun out of it. Like yeah. Kanye's been crucified for a lot. I think he genuinely does not care though, which I'm kind of jealous of. Right. Because I I definitely be caring about that type of shit. Because Drake's Scorpion album came out in June, and so in my feelings was popping out in June. I remember like last a few weeks ago, someone like just trying to dissect the song in my feelings to try to make that song make the character Kiki in the song, Kim Kardashian. It was an entire conspiracy yeah, theory. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Yo, I heard a little about that. That's yeah. how you know Drake smashed his wife. And, you know, and I just said, what in the fuck? Ye did a video. Do you see that? Yeah. Ye, like, walking somewhere. And Responding. He was, yeah, he was like, yo, you know there's a rumor about you. Yeah. A conspiracy theory. That's that- crazy. And Drake's probably sitting there like, what? You know what I mean? I I highly, highly, I would bet money that song's not about Kim Kardashian. It's definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. Like, but people in social media era, people were like, really like digging into a song. Social media, man. To create something foul. That's what makes me not really want that that level of fame because of that. Like, yo, and they thing, meme bro. these dudes to death. 
Yeah, bro. Bulls get me like that's. I don't care how thick your skin is. Someone has got to hurt. Cause look, yeah, I mean, when Drake and when Drake and Meek were beefing, that's when we saw memes really being used as weapons. Yeah, they tore Meek up, man. Off of memes, that hurt my soul. I yeah. really fuck with me. They put him. They put his face on so many. Yeah, it was fucked Things up. like videos, the whole nine. But yeah, like so, if you're an artist, you're not like fighting against other artists. You're also fighting against fans who yeah. have nothing better to do than to troll you. And kids are fickle now too. Like I feel like there's a lot less artist loyalty than there was. Yeah. When I was in my like late teens, early twenties, hell yeah! Like and now it's just kind of like you put out one record they don't like, and they're off you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You say one thing they don't like, you tweet something that gets misconstrued, they're off you. This rapper says, "Oh, that rapper over there, he's he's weak, he sucks." And they're like, "Yeah, you're right, he does suck." Yeah, it's a lot of like mob mentality shit. Because I mean, though I was a Fifty fan over Ja Rule, yeah, that. Itself was just like mob mentality. It was like, yo, yeah, Fifty says like Ja Rule. Then I don't like, either. I don't yeah. either. We all gonna go at Ja Rule murder. Let's him. just forget all these hits he had. For, yeah, you know what I mean. And, forget and, and, all the joy this man has brought us at dances and shit. School school dances. I was getting it into Ja Rule. Right. Yeah. But like that was like was like the beginning. Yeah. Facts of the of the mob mentality. I never thought about it that way. I think you're right. Yeah. It's like the beginning. Like public and like public opinion went. Over anything else, anything else, else of and marriage. the fascination with like the beef shit. Oh, like, people are so into that. Like, I, if I, I could post a new record right now, even on my level, like an indie level, I could post a new record. It would get some love. People would probably be like, "Yo, this is dope." Blah blah. Mm-hmm. But if I, you know, jump back in the battle ring, or if I had beef with some other local rapper, or if I was like some delusional weirdo who made a diss song to Eminem or something. Like, that would get more attention, I guarantee it. Because people like that conflict more than anything else. They love war and not peace. Yeah, it's more, like, interesting to talk about conflict than it is to talk about peace and, like, evolving and moving forward past stupid shit. Mm-hmm. That's why the, the homie uh, Takashi, that dude, that's why he's popping right now. I don't even think it's really his music. Like, his music will be number one. You know, shout out to him. I'm not knocking his success or anything like that. I don't do that. But to say he, you know, made a career off controversy would be an understatement. It's the energy, man. Yeah. People people want that kind of energy. I feel like they want it more now than ever before, which yeah. is scary. Mm-hmm. Some Black Mirror shit. For real. Oh, my God, yeah. I look around and certain rappers are just like, even with Lil Pump had the Gucci Gang song. It was just Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang. Yeah. And that's the majority of all it was. Yeah, that record goes though. Yeah, it goes. But like, <laughs> we're just in the era now where it's more so about energy than anything 100%. Else. And his look too. Right. You got to have like a super weird look. You got to look like a character kind of. Like yep. you're not even a person anymore. You're just like a cartoon, walking, yeah. talking, talking cartoon character. The guys that look more quote unquote regular, which I guess I would probably put myself in that category, probably at, at the way things are now, won't ever get to that level of stardom because you're not willing to go. come out here on some, yeah, go, uh, as they said in uh, Tropic Thunder, go full retard. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I know that word is like a no no now, but. Uh, in the context of the movie, yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. You. Yeah. Right. You got to go, like, my man 6ix9ine got tats all over his face and body of the number 6ix9ine. Mm-hmm. That's the most dedicated shit. It's almost like, yo, put him on just because of that. Because I don't. he's never going to get it, like a job anywhere else. Nope. So just put him on so he don't kill himself. You know what I mean? Right. That's a wrap. So I'm happy for dude. Good for him. But uh, his whole shit was built off controversy. You know what I mean? I think that's why 50 bangs with him. Because 50 was doing that too. Right. In the early days, yes, indeed. Yeah, he was like a bully. Really in the streets, but yeah, oh yeah, he's. I'm not saying Fifty was a fraud at all. Yeah, but yeah. like, but it's just because now you see like Six Nine is like he'll talk about street stuff, but people who are his his biggest fans are far from street people. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That they're just they're just out, out yeah. and about. So you mentioned something about evolution. Oh yeah, yeah. Involving all that. Yeah, let's rope it back in, Mike. Here we go. Yeah, I get, I get, Killing I get, it. Get back to you now, right? Yeah. 
how have you evolved as an artist and what has made you evolve as, as an artist? Um, I definitely think, uh, I don't know if you've heard the new project, uh, but I definitely think it's my best. And I think everything I put out has been better than what I put out before. Uh, cause I'm just obsessed with improvement. I don't think I've hit my peak yet. Um, I think it's kind of close though, but I feel like I haven't yet. I feel like what's helped me evolve is accepting is not accepting. I never had it's, it. I naturally like a lot of the new music. I love hip hop period. So mm-hmm. whatever changes it goes through, I'm with it because I know there's a reason for it. Like I'm not into all the controversy we were just talking about, but as far as the music itself, there's a lot of new shit I really like. You know what I mean? I really fuck with it. So there's, I think what's helped me evolve as an artist is just understanding there's more to it than just rapping good. You know what I mean? I think my hook writing game was always decent to be honest, but now it's like, I think my, my hook game is excellent. Like 90% of my music, even if you hear someone else singing the hook, I wrote that shit. There are a couple exceptions, but for the most part, yeah. And I do think my delivery's gotten a lot better. I think I'm more confident. I think my voice sounds a little less abrasive. I think I had an issue with the earlier shit, uh, my earlier music, where my voice wasn't gelling. I wasn't. I didn't sound relaxed. I didn't sound comfortable in the. Even though I was spitting some shit, like I was always. I I think, but I'm a, my worst critic. But I think now, I've. I, there's more musicality in my music. I'm more focused on okay, the beat does this. There's like a little synth part that does this. Well, I'm going to pick my voice up at that part. You know what I'm saying? I think about that instead of I'm just going to steamroll it with bars. You know what I mean? Like it's, there's more musicality. So, so I guess it's more focused on musicality and then less on the technical side of stuff. No, it's still that too. But I mean like you're not like talk, talking about like I'm going to do bar, 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 bar. Oh, never. No, no. You know what I'm saying? Versus like as you said, is everything counts and yeah. how what you how, how you deliver what what you're what you're what you're spinning you know yeah what you're exactly saying music like if I'm doing like a cocky song when I'm in the booth I'm gonna smoke an L maybe have a drink and talk my shit right. while I record it because I need to be in that state of mind if I'm doing a sad song I'm gonna probably sit down I'm gonna probably want the room dark I need to get into that right. and it needs to be it but but on the other hand outside of the emotion it I'm very like technical too everything needs to be right it has to be my flow if i didn't i didn't you know oh man i just realized i could switch this cadence up and it'll sound iller if i do it like this i become more and and also i'm more open to other people's suggestions than i used to be like i've i'm very choosy with my engineers now i'm very picky with who i work with and it's because yo you got to treat this like a business i can't just be working with anybody you know what i mean like i can't be it's got to be the right people and then if they have suggestions, I always listen. That doesn't mean I'm always going to do what they want, but I always respect their opinion and listen to it. Whereas before, I kind of had blinders on. I just wanted to do what I wanted to do. Right. And I was an arrogant little fuck. <laughs> so, so, man, I think when you met me back then, I think I was intolerable. Like, I would have beat the shit out of myself. <laughs> yeah, yo. I was mad arrogant. I couldn't tell. I mean, I, well, yeah, we didn't interact on like a, a deeper level at that time. Uh, so, so it was. I don't think I was like off the rip, hateable. Nah, not at all. I don't think that. Right. But I do think I was annoying to work with because I was so young and so arrogant. Because right. I was used to being told. I grew up right outside of Philly and uh, in Bucks County, Lower Bucks, uh, which is actually real fucked up. It's not sweet. It's mad like drugs and fucking. Heroin and and pills are huge. Yeah, it's bad. So that's where I grew up. But I was one of the only like I was like the only white rapper for real, other than my one homie LTC. That's the homie. But he didn't really rap aggressively. So I was like always getting gassed up. You're the best. Blah blah blah. And it gave me a big ass head. And that's why I think at that time. And then 106 happened. So it was like. So humbling myself helped me evolve. Is my point. Like I do think. Going through some real shit in life, going through the things of the scars and the things that I've gone through, forced me to evolve. Because I was like, "Yo, even if I die, like, uh, I'm gonna take the unemotional turn in this interview." My man Rich Quick recently passed. Rest in peace. Man. Yeah, fucking legend. I'll see if I can do this. And I feel like he didn't reach. I know for a fact because we talked all the time. I know for a fact he didn't reach all the people he wanted to. 
while he was here. He had bigger dreams. He had big plans. But there's nothing wrong with that. You should always have bigger plans and bigger, aspire for more. I feel like he left some good art behind. You know what I'm saying? Like he left. Now that he's gone, it sucks. But he has stuff that was really him. You know what I mean? Like I don't think he was ever frauded. You know what I'm saying? Like he put out what was authentically him. And I do recommend people, if you haven't heard Rich Quick, you should check him out. He has a project called Sad Songs that I actually really, really like. Uh, he's a talented dude. He knew how to write songs. Uh, and he could rap his ass off. But he, um, he's an example I'm using because it's like he didn't reach superstar levels. But at least in the tri-state area, and also he had a fan base in Britain, the guy left behind his, his art that came genuinely from him but it was also good music. Like that's why I'm looking at it. Like it, it life humbling me, kick me in the ass to be like, yo fucking pressing. Like I'm not, I shouldn't make music for anyone else besides me and the people that connect to it. Cause that's what that dude did pretty much his whole career. Right. Whereas I feel like I had trouble deciding where I wanted to go for a while, mm-hmm. but I feel very sure now I would rather, even if I don't make it like Van Gogh was broke as hell his whole life. And then when he died, his work blew up. If that's what happens, I, I I just want to leave good work behind more than anything else. You know, getting rich sounds dope. Hope it happens. Right. <laughs> but if it doesn't, but I left some good work and I didn't die like miserable, I can live. I can. Well, I wouldn't live with it because I'd be dead. But you know what I'm saying? What's your end game? I remember <laughs> you mentioned before, like, you know, you, you were doing more. You were like, you were doing acting, you, even with music, you were singing and your music. Yep. And you were doing other things besides just just rapping, just to rap per se. Mm-hmm. Right? So where do you want it all to lead? Because people always talk about, oh, yeah, I got a five-year plan and shit like that. But what about you? I, I don't have a five-day plan, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> uh, and I don't know if that's good or bad. That's a great question. I mean, my end game in life is just I want to be happy, like truly happy. I think we all want that. But as an artist, I mean, I also act. I'm very confident in my acting abilities. Like, it's a talent I didn't really know I had till like two years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was recently in Creed too. That was like a background type thing. I was a security guard, and then I was like a party member. It was like a couple of things. But I got the taste of it. And the money was decent too. But I was like, man. And then I'm watching real actors at work, like Michael B. Jordan, I'm Sylvester Stallone. I'm right there. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, this is dope. Like, if rap don't pop off, this sounds dope to me. I like this. Um, but I don't really think of it as, I don't think of any goal of mine as like having a distinct, concrete end game. I feel like that takes the fun out of the journey. It's good to set goals. It's good to be like, all right, by this time next year, I want to be, I want to have a speaking role in something. Or by this time next year, I want to have this project out and it's got to be better than my last project. This is the deadline I'm giving. I don't think that's bad. That's healthy. But to be like, yo, here's my, I think the whole point of being an artist or an artistic or creative type person is that you don't follow these rigid fucking guidelines of, five-year plans and all this shit like by the time i'm in five years i need to be at a better spot than i am now five years after that i want to be in a better spot i just want to be as happy and fulfilled as possible man um so if that means you know making art i'm really proud of whether it's music or film comedy writing whatever uh even if it doesn't make a ton of money but it makes enough man that sounds cool to me you know what I mean? Like it's just uh, supporting myself and living my life, doing things I enjoy. That's my. I guess I'd say that's my end game, man. It's, you don't seem like a five-year plan type dude. Yeah. Not, bro. Most of people I fuck with are not those type of people, and I'm not knocking those type of people. Yeah. Good, good for them. Some people need that. Like my brother, amazing dude, is older than me. Very like that, very like organized. He just bought a house. He's like, you know, getting married. He's real and it's beautiful. He's happy. He's the man. That's not me though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like shout out to him and all people like him. That's awesome. I have friends that have done that, but I have a lot more friends that are kind of like us. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That aren't concerned really with that. Doesn't mean we're like 
space cases or nothing like we're losers it doesn't mean that it just means that we are not oh man i gotta make sure i own a home by this age right. i have to be married but oh i have to have a kid but like, i don't think about that right now i'm st- I'm just thinking about creating dope shit uh that i can be proud of and that other people dig at least enough people that i can live off it so I, I'm long-winded as hell, but uh, <laughs> no, I got your point. Because I think that's what I wanted to hear from you is that yo, not about like have, owning this, owning that. It's about just being fulfilled, having sisters being happy out here. Because that in itself is what it's all about. Like artists, I watched a documentary last night with this uh, Japanese artist. Her name was like Yayoi Kusama. And what is it? Her name is Yayoi Kusama. Okay, and she was born 1929, and she. Her family's situation growing up was like really like rigid, you know, restricted. Like, yeah. you know, her mom wouldn't let her get into art unless she did like etiquette school, all this shit. And she came over to the U.S. You know, after doing work, um, doing a lot of art in, in Japan, came over to the U.S. She was on fighting and pushing to get into these different scenes. And stuff for her to get into it because, you know, she was a woman and a you know, Japanese woman at that, you know, post-war yeah. America. Uh-huh. So... She's going through all that, and you know she got a little bit of like attention here, but she wound up returning back to Japan, and she went through all that, went back to Japan, started from scratch, made more art, and it started getting love like in the '90s, or late '90s, and and where she, where she came from was actually like the last one of the last places where her art was being like respected. Because at first, where she came from, they were, like, playing her to the side. Okay. But now, like, with what she's done, she's getting the respect and honor she deserves. And mind you, like, that, she was born in 1929. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like she's still doing and still working and still pushing for what she wants to this very day. Like, the fame she's and the She's 89. Money. Yeah. So, let me see. Yep. 29. Yeah. So, she'll be 90 next year. Wow. Yeah. But, like, it, it's just that up. So that uphill and that, that push, that grind. And she's finding fulfillment in working. You know, like people will get to 8990, they're like, I'm retired, I'm not doing this, I'm not doing that. She has her art. That's what drives her even to this very day. Yo, that's so real. That's what I want. If I'm if I'm able to make it to that age, I would I never want to just stop right. and just exist. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I guess yeah, my end game is just to keep making shit. Like it's all I wa- all I know is art, is making things. So I mean yeah, sh- shout out to her. It's a beautiful story. Yeah. So I joined. Hold on, let night. me put a memo on my phone. What's her name? Uh, and it was Yayoi. It's a Y A Y O I. Y A. Y O I. Kusama. K U S A M A. I'm gonna check her out. The documentary is out right now. It's uh, it's called Kusama Infinity. Okay. So it's pretty. It's pretty. I cool. think that's beautiful, man. Uh, you know Jim Carrey. Uh, Dude. How he paints. You know about the painting. Yes. I love that shit. Me too. Because it just shows. Like you don't limit. He doesn't limit himself. And he's good. His paintings are dope. Yeah. Like, and you can tell he just loves doing it. That's the goal. Just be able to live a life just doing a bunch of shit you love to do. And enough people appreciate what you did that you can keep living that life. Right. And my, yeah, have money is cool, but it's not everything. Not at all. Because I've, I've had some of the best times in my life while I was broke. Yeah. Real shit. Same. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. Like, I can, I can handle being broke. I've done it before. You know what I mean? Like, I bounce back every time. It's money comes, money goes. I, if you base happiness in money, then you're never really going to be happy. Facts. Because that can be taken away from you. You never know. Someone could, you know, if you're like a finance dude, someone jacks you, someone like hacks into, I don't know how any of that works, but like anything could happen. Your business goes bankrupt. You lose your job. Your whole life was depending on that. I don't like depending on shit. Right. So, yeah, I think that's, that story you just told about that artist completely summarizes what I, what I think, like. I would love if I get to be 89, 90 years old, still be creating shit. I d- highly fucking doubt I'll be rapping at that point. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Are we ever going to see like a 60-year-old rapper? Well. Ice-T don't be rapping. 
Nah, he's he's out there doing like yeah, he, detective shows, and he's doing his thing. Right, you know what I mean? He's he's a decent actor. Shout out to Ice T. But uh, Jay Z's like the oldest active rapper that's not a joke. Right, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you were talking about when Shan came back. That's probably not. A that good was one. awful. Oh my god, it was awful. Jay Z's the oldest rapper that people still take seriously. People still pay money to go see because he's a legend. He's incredible. Right, I'm not knocking him. He's amazing, but. You that's a weird thing to think about. You realize how young hip hop still is. Because he was twenty six when he dropped uh, Reasonable Doubt. Yeah. And I was like I was twelve and ninety six. So like, you know, getting to see when he dropped Blueprint and and all that and to see where he is now is, is just it blows my mind. Like his time just said, Fuck it. We're moving on. You what know? a legacy. Yeah. When he made the blueprint, he was older than I am. Yeah, he's yeah, that one line. Which yeah. is inspiring. Said hi to 30. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck it. Everyone, when I turned 30, I was like, at first, I'm like, yo, I'm old, man. Now I'm old. Mm-hmm. But you're not. Like, statistically, you're just not. Definitely not. It says it because, like, back in the day. 40 not even old. It's not. It ain't. 20 years ago, we looked at 30 and 40, like, that's kind of old. But now it's like, there's nothing now. Because we're really. here now. Yeah. We're experienced. We know what it feels like. It's, it's just like. It's like I was when I was 20. Yeah, for real. Me too. I don't feel older. Me either. I even physically feel fine. Mm-hmm. But that's probably because I try to like move around and <laughs> then do shit. A lot of people live sedentary lifestyles. Yeah. I, I take my vitamins, bro. Me too. Smoothies. I make my moves around the town. I got to get better with the smoothies. Yeah, I do be taking vitamins, though. Vitamins every day. Yeah. You look good. Day. Thanks, bro. You know what I mean? Good skin. Got to keep it smooth out here, man. Uh-huh, you out here. Can you dig it? Yeah. Can you dig it? Oh, my God. Facts. This voice. <laughs> yo, best podcast voice ever. Thank you very much, sir. <laughs> I bet I told you that. Yo, I told you like a while ago. I don't know if you remember this. Uh, I don't know. We like ran into each other. Or maybe we were talking online. I don't even remember. But I was talking about your voice. And I was like, you should do something with that. Like a radio host or something this was definitely a while ago bro because yeah. i remember like i don't remember anything else about the conversation remember it took me a while to figure out what i wanted to do how i got into it i know you were a photographer when i first met you yep i was because yeah. i was at the show yeah yeah, yeah yeah doing photography and videography and all that stuff yeah man but it's funny where life leads you you know exactly yeah i found myself here behind a microphone you know interviewing sharing stories and putting them out there for the world because that, to me, is what this whole thing is about. Like, the podcasting and getting people's stories and sharing their experiences. Like, that, to me, is, is dope because it's, it's contributing something. Yeah. It's adding on to something rather than taking, you know? So, yeah, that's what I'm here for, man. But, yo, before we sign off, mm-hmm. before I get to the, where, where can we find you? And yeah, yeah, music, yeah. I know. That, leave, me, leave us off with... Your own personal words of wisdom. Oh, shit. Uh, no pressure. Uh, <laughs> do what you love because you love it and no other reason. And you can't make other people fulfilled until you are yourself or until you're at least really working on it. And keep that, keep that in mind. And don't, whatever you're doing, don't give up because this is all we got is this life. So... Don't give up and uh, do it for you first. And then if other people mess with it, then you start doing it for them too. Uh, but don't feel selfish if you look out for your own happiness sometimes. And, uh, you know, fuck the haters, bro. You That's know? it. <laughs> That's how you end it. Fuck the haters, man. <laughs> Freaking haters. I hate that word. But, uh, yeah, man, I don't know. I'm, I'm not very good on the spot. I think I dropped some wisdom in this interview, though. Yeah, We'll, we'll get some sound bites. Yes, we will. <laughs> we'll put out there into the into the atmosphere. This, this was great, man. This is I'm really glad we finally made this happen. I've been trying to get interviewed by this man for like you know two years now. It's been two years. Nah, it's been a while though. It's been a while, yeah. I'm like two years, my like, shit. Yeah, but yeah, definitely. I'm a fan of of how you do things. Thank you, sir. Yeah, I truly appreciate that, man. And it's gonna be a joint. I'm gonna drop it this week, of course. Dope. And when y'all hear it, they're gonna love this shit. <laughs> You know what I'm You're going to love it. You're going to love this shit, man. <laughs> All right, Terrence Howard. I guarantee you, man. <laughs> For, oh, God. Oh, God. Every time I think of Terrence Howard, I think of those damn memes. The main bro. memes? Yeah, Man yeah. memes. Iron <laughs> Man. Oh, no. Superman. Batman. Oh, see, it's stuck in my head now. Terrence. 
I wonder if he's even seen them. I feel like he don't be on social media. I'm, I'm sure somebody probably, look at this. He was like, man, man. <laughs> man. He's like, oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, God. Shout out to Terrence Howard. Shout That's our wor- words of wisdom. Shout out to Terrence Howard. Shout out to Terrence Howard. That's how we ended this shit. Shout out to Lucius. Oh, God. Yo, <laughs> Mr. Voss, where can they find you at? You know, on the block, you know. <laughs> 24-7. We're actually getting, I'm getting interviewed on the block right now. 365. You know what I mean? True. Nah, you can find me uh, as far as social media, uh, Instagram, probably the best place, at Voss the Rapper, V-O-S-S, the Rapper. I might change that, though. I don't know, though. But right now, it's Voss the Rapper. And then Twitter is Who is Mike Voss, inspired by Mike Jones. Yes. Shout out Mike Jones. Who? Mike Jones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's probably the best place to find me. And then VossMusic.com. Any like upcoming shows or new music I'm dropping will be there. And uh, my last project, if you haven't heard it, Lost in Crowns is available everywhere. Anywhere you listen to music. Uh, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, Apple Music, Google Play. It's probably on Deezer if you actually use that. Rhapsody. I don't know. No one uses those, but it's on there though. Title, you know. You got to shout out the Deezer heads, yo. You do. You know it's a thing. I know. I just haven't heard heard that word (laughs) in a long time. Me and my homie were just joking about the other day. That's why I brought it up. But, uh, yeah, it's available everywhere. Lost in Crown. I'm really proud of it. 12 songs. Take 45 minutes of your day. Check that shit out. Lots of new music coming, too. I've been recording a lot. Good, good. Yeah. And it's going to be a different sound than what people are typically used to for me, I think. Good, man. Yeah, in a good way. Man, Thanks man. for having me, man. Man, man, Voss, give it a dap on air. I did. Set the finger. You heard that? Boom, pal. Surprise. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yes, there we go. It's episode thirty-eight of the weirdest new black show. My main man, Mike Voss, aka Voss the rapper, aka who is Mike Voss? No more AKs. I got that. <laughs> Peace.